All right, everybody, welcome to the solo edition of Who's Your Band Tonight. This happens every once in a while. Uh, if I can't make it or I have a concert and Jeff covers. Uh, Jeff is apparently in Aruba right now, and uh, I'm hoping he's going to become the next Natalie Holloway and that this is going to be a permanent situation where Who's Your Band is just my show. I'm kidding. He's coming back <laughs> tomorrow, unfortunately. So I had the, uh, the, the great honor of picking my guest this week. So uh, everybody else canceled. So I had these two people on the show. <laughs> these are actually uh, two good buddies of mine. Uh, they have a, a great band. One of my favorite local bands out here called War for the Crown. More importantly, they are the hosts of, uh, without question, my favorite podcast that is going right now. They've had the... Uh, the honor of asking me to do it a couple of times. I had a great time doing them. Let's give it up for Archie and Rocco from the Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast. How are you doing, guys? What's up, pal? How Uncle are you? Sean! Yes, some of us were here on time. Yeah. Some of us had issues. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes you just fuck up a little bit extra on a Sunday night. Well, that's, and, that is true. Yeah, that is true. Thank you for now, having us, Sean. Yeah, oh, listen, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, actually. And uh, tonight seemed like the perfect night to do it because, uh, you know, we we tend to on this podcast, we we have the uh, thought of talking about music. Okay. And then what happens is uh, it just kind of goes awry sometimes. Like if we have action musicians on, we talk to them about it. But we have comics on. It's like four minutes of, of uh, music and then we're just bullshitting each other for the rest of the time. But yeah, yeah, you guys have two of my favorite bands as your favorite band. So we are definitely going to talk about that, but why don't you tell everybody about your podcast and what you guys are doing? Please, well, first rock, off, let, let just, let's just say, um, you still don't have two mu musicians on. So there you go. <laughs> that is very true. I'm just very happy that Archie is not wearing the bandana on his face. Yeah. Um, well, probably yeah. should though. So probably no, should. People don't like to see my ugly bug anyway. So I, I, I thought I, it was a good gimmick, you know, back in like 97 when Fieldy was doing it. But <laughs> otherwise, it's uh, it's it's not a bad gimmick. You know what I mean? I, I, listen, I do have to say I was pre-COVID. Yeah. The mask. That is true. That is true. A lot of you know people uh, should still be wearing their masks if you, if yeah. you uh, take a good yeah. look around at people right now. It was the only time you were ahead of your time, Arch. I'm really <laughs> proud of you for that. <laughs> I took the mask off. Next thing you know, hey, pandemic. <laughs> oh, Christ. So what made you guys decide to start this podcast that you're doing? Because let me tell you something. There's there's literally 1.5 million podcasts on Apple Podcasts Crazy. right now. And I think between Talk is Jericho and you guys, that's all I listen to. Well, we, we, we appreciate we, that. Yeah, we appreciate that company. Um. So I'll tell you what, right before the pandemic started, literally, we 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 had like three or four in interviews and you were one of them. Yep. And in person with the guest. Yeah. And we and we called in some favors and we, it was we were, we said that we just wanted to start a podcast. We thought it was pretty cool. You know, we we had some hookups. Let's talk about music, sports and comedy. That's our favorite. That's our shit. And and all of a sudden the pandemic hit and then it was like, oh zoom baby <laughs> yeah but what what Rocco and i have explained before to other people that 
we would have never ever had these guests on if it wasn't for this pandemic. That is very true. I mean, during uh, during the pandemic, I wound up getting like the guitar player from Volbeat, a guitar player from Kiss, Billy Sheehan, like the greatest bass player of all time, Johnny Kelly, who's drummed for every metal band in the world. Mm-hmm. And now my list is down to you guys. So I understand. <laughs> What a fucking fall from grace that is. <laughs> but no, I do agree with you at one point. I, I do really do agree with you because like when we first started doing the podcast, we were, we had a beautiful studio in Caucus. It's like a yeah. multi-million dollar studio. And, you know, we, we got some great guests in, but I realized it was going to be hard to be getting these kind of caliber guests coming in all the time into a studio to do it. And I, I think that the, the pandemic actually really is changing the whole podcast scenario. Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. Unless you're like a guy like Rogan who people are going to fly into Texas to do it because exactly. you're going to get a million Twitter followers after doing it. You might get yeah. three out of this. Yeah. But, uh, well, it, it's funny enough. You're going to get negative guests. Yeah, after you're going to lose after, followers. After we, oh, you're going to lose yeah. followers. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got, got 14,300 subscribers on YouTube as of today. I'm going to say it's going to hit about 13.8. <laughs> Watch the numbers drop. After this episode <laughs> drops. Uh, okay, so, so, so like you said, why did we start it? Uh, we were always like, obviously, like we're in a band, love music, sports, comedy, like all that shit. Like, and we're like, oh, let's just, uh, you know, we took the our conversations on the phone, which still, by the way, our conversations on the phone way funnier than we put it out on the podcast. So we're trying to figure out how to fucking yeah, <laughs> like, art record everything we say to each other because the funniest shit comes at seven in the morning on the phone. It's, it's the truest thing, though, because let me tell you, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of comics in my lifetime. There is nobody funnier on the planet than my guitar player. <laughs> me and him, just, uh-huh. we, we are the most brutal, savage people on the planet. Like, he'll yeah. just text me a picture. I'll be like, what the hell is this? Because he's a cop. And he'll be like... Yo, look really hard. I'm like, and I'm looking, I'm like, what is it? He goes, that's a guy's heart in a tree. He just he died <laughs> in a car accident. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. I'm fucking eating my, my Wheaties for Christ's sake. <laughs> Some you of know, the stuff that we put on the pot uh, that we put on the podcast, I'm like, I'm like, Arch, it's like it's not believable, but it's the shit that we talk about. And it's like it's it's in its truest form. We're not we're not like making up stuff to like say it's I'm like, nah, people are not gonna believe that we talk to each other like this shitty, <laughs> you know, as best yeah. friends. Yeah, it's it's the truth. It really is because you don't realize like how bad you verbally berate your best friend. And then there is a line where it's like you know because I understand there's people out there that have no fucking line, no filter, and I commend them and I think that's awesome. But uh, there's a line that I try to to tiptoe across without getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I'm that I'm gonna put on the air. <laughs> no, I, I I get, dude. I understand so, completely. If you understand what I'm talking about, but oh, we, I get it. I get we, it completely. But you know what? It's karma because something will happen, and then she will get revenge. <laughs> it happens. Believe me, because I I verbally berated my wife on stage for years and years and years, uh-huh. and there was one time where. I was uh, I was hosting a show and I saw this old couple in the front and I go, oh, how long are you married? And the lady goes, oh, my this is my brother. My husband died two days ago. And then there's complete <laughs> silence. And then you hear my wife in the background going. Pah! I'm like, you bitch. Like the whole ride home. She was like, you know, your set was really good. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a ne- next exit. But, you know, I like that new joke. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I totally get it, dude. It's gonna come back to you. It's definitely gonna come back to you. No yeah. question. So well, that, I mean, that, that's why we developed a, a right. What's it, Arch? What's it called? Hey, when we tell a story that we can't say is us. So I know a guy, right? 
Yeah. And- <laughs> so, so yo, let me tell you about one of our boys from Bloomfield. Listen, definitely not us, <laughs> not me. Yo, there's this guy with this really gay music tattoo on his shoulder. No, not me. It's a different one. Remember, remember that story about that hooker and that dog? No, 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 no not me. <laughs> now, you guys are in a band called War for the Crown, but you guys aren't. You were in bands together beforehand, though. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of those bands. See if I remember them. Fuck, man. Night. We 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 went to go see Stained open up for Corn mm-hmm. at the uh, Brendan Burn Arena. Yes. <laughs> was it was it then or maybe not? Maybe it might have been. Maybe Odd like Center or something. Continental at that point. Yeah. And um, we we were in the parking lot and we're getting hammered. And I'm like, yo, bro, I love this band, Stain. We got to go see them. I think we missed them. Uh, oh, we saw Stain. Did we? Uh, yeah. Too much weed. And uh, he's like, yo, I could sing, man. I could fucking sing. And still to this day, he can't. But he, 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 he's like, he's he's like, he's like, yo, I could fucking sing. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not bad. I mean, I played in a couple bands. Like, I'm I'm pretty good. Let's just fucking do it. And. It was at the time of rap rock, and that's what we were feeling. And we started a band. We started, the name was Reality Breakdown. And then we were <laughs> like, this is fucking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then we, we became Lowdown. And then we, okay. uh, we uh, recruited a couple people, a couple people left. A couple people had some fucking drug problems, but not even good drug problems. <laughs> like 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 I'm bipolar. I, I I and I threw my fucking medicine in the garbage can. Let's rock tonight. Come on. Oh God. <laughs> um. But yeah. So we started out in like 2001, 2000, something like that. 2000. Right? I think I want to say it was 2000. Yeah. So we started out with a band, Lowdown, and that lasted for I don't know, ten years maybe, something like that. And yeah, and then we took a break for a while. He went his way. I went mine. I don't know what he did with guys. I mean, I was still, I still liked girls, but, uh, and, uh, I mean, you weren't talking to any or like <laughs> hooking up, but you liked them. And then I think in, in like, maybe like what, seven years ago or something like that, we were, and we always kept in touch, obviously. Right. And, and then like seven years ago, I mean, you Kevin Touch, you're my best friend. You dumb fuck. <laughs> you kept in touch. I fucking talked to you more. Than I talked to anyone in the past decade, two decades, stupid. And we, <laughs> we kept in touch. What a jerk off. You sound like a real dick giving an interview. Like, oh, we kept in touch. And uh, I fucking hate you. And uh, there was one we, day when the wind was just coming through my yeah, window. <laughs> the moonlight struck my eye, and I said, "I must call Rocco again." Ro- Rocco said to me, "Oh, we we did play in a cover band for like a hot minute, and that was that was fun just to play like cover tunes, so that was cool." But uh, he was like, "Yo, I'm starting to. I'm, I got this band. Just fucking come play, play bass." Because I played guitar, and he's like, "I'm like, yeah, you want to know what?" He's like, "It's and a vacation playing bass. <laughs> it's like a bassation. <laughs> like, like, like you don't have to be. You could be a little bit of a riri to play bass. And no offense to anybody play bass out there, but oh. yeah, like it's it's wow. fun. You just alienated fucking <laughs> millions of people. And uh, ever since then, we started a band. We was like, carry out your dead. It was called. I think that's a great fucking band name. Nah, fuck, that was a great band name." And then it became War for the Crown. And then here we are. I prefer right War for the Crown, personally. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. You also have uh, another good friend of mine in the band, too, uh, who I never hear from uh, until there's a gig coming up. 
<laughs> I didn't hear from him for four years almost. And then all of a sudden, yo, what's up? And I'm like, when's the gig? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know, man? I like, cause you had to sell tickets. That's why asshole. And it's why you want, that's why you're texting me. But I will tell you, he is probably, uh, not probably, in my opinion, uh, your guitar player, Tim Allen, who is my uh, a good friend of mine, the best unsigned guitar player on the planet. He's I agree. Insane. He's insane. He's absolutely nuts. I remember him in an old band, and they were, they were covered Domination by Pantera. And he played the solo, for Christ's sake, almost better than Dime did. <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely nuts. He has no social skills. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. a horrible human being. <laughs> he, he probably has an IQ of 66, but the guy can shred. He really can shred. So we know, we know Tim for a long fucking, I mean, again, as you get older, time is like, you don't 20 years, Arch, would you say? Like, I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was in this band at 19 years old and Tim, we played with him in a band called, he played that, that effect, that effect. Yep. Yeah. That effect skinhead mm -hmm. with the goatee yeah now, now i'm 42 20, 22 years ago 23 years ago i, I know this cat for a long time bro yeah me too yeah it, we used to actually play with him too when i had my old band but i wasn't friends with him at the at the at the time because mm -hmm. that whole era like that 99 2000 2001 era we had so much music coming out of our area Mm. like everybody was getting signed at that at that time and yeah. i remember at one point like they had this guy come up to me and he was like we wanted to sign you to a record label i'm like this is amazing so i did all the booking i did all the you know the, the lyrics and then the writing and stuff like that and he was like you just gotta give me twenty five thousand dollars ahead of time <laughs> oh. <laughs> to print cds and then you're gonna get 10 percent of that back over the first year and i'm like you know what i'm not a smart guy <laughs> But I don't think this is a great deal. I really don't. Would you like big bills or small bills, sir? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So we are a music podcast. So I'm going to start with Rocco, I think, because he is a little uh, senile at this point. Absolutely. Uh, sure. Am I wrong in saying that Pantera is your favorite band? By far. By far. By right? far. I couldn't tell because when I pulled into your house uh, and for our listeners, like uh, the YouTube listeners can look at this and just look at him. Uh, you basically think he lives in a trailer, but he doesn't. <laughs> he lives in this fucking mansion. I pulled up and I was, I'm seeing the driveway. I'm going, this has got to be the wrong house. Like, this has definitely <laughs> got to be the wrong house. And then he walks out. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong with my life? <laughs> like I was, I was blown away, but yeah, then I saw the big Pantera sticker on the back of the car. So that's what I remembered. So how far back do you go with them? Well, I'll tell you, um, I want to say probably like 92. So I heard vulgar display of power before I ever heard Cowboys from hell. Same here. And I remember hearing like, and it was like on the radio, like, like this love. And I'm like, what? the fuck is this this it sounded to me like nothing i ever heard in my life before i agree I'm like, it was so dynamic it was so like it was like singing and all of a sudden fucking lose your mind and then i had to go backwards and 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 listen to uh cowboy from hell right and i was like wow okay but like the vulgar display of power album was i'll, I'll say 90, 92, 91, where it yeah. like changed my like my music listening for life. 
Yeah, it was a very strict, like they had a big hit with Cemetery Gates, right? And that was like their their breakout. People yeah. loved Cowboys from Hell. But when like mm-hmm. you look back now, that's probably one of the top five greatest metal albums of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vulgar. And you go, you listen to Walk, and I I get it. It's the popular song. Everybody sure. in the gym has it. Like I walked, I walked down the aisle at my wedding to walk. Nice. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, we had the intro to the God the Godfather theme, you know, the <laughs> and the record scratch and went cool. right to walk. Yeah. That's fantastic. But, oh, it's great. But uh they were great. I mean, they were such a great band, but I think they really hit their stride with uh Far Beyond Driven. Dude, I'm telling you, it, it's so right now because uh Vulgar was such, like meant so much to me, like me discovering them, but Far Beyond Driven was like wow. So to me, it's like which kid do you like better? It's like it's like a toss-up of and like far beyond driven zero radio play opened fucking number one uh, number one dude yeah and it didn't say it for that long I get it but it doesn't matter it still counts have zero no single yep no radio play Billboard number one and they're one of those bands that actually from their I like I count Cowboys as their first album I don't count the other shit you go from Cowboys to Vulgar to far beyond driven to trend kill they just get heavier. Yeah, and nobody gets heavier as they go on. No, you always had the trip. Like Machine Head, first album, heavy as shit. Second album, heavy as shit. Third album, hot garbage. You see, (laughs) you kind of usually trail off a little bit, you know? But they just got heavier and heavier and heavier. And if you realize it too, they did lose a little bit of fan base the heavier they got. 100%. You know, I can remember seeing Pantera on the Trend Kill Tour five times in eight days. Like wow. we followed them around, like Brilliant. from like DC and Philly and Jersey and Boston. It was one of the most insane week and a half of my life because they the crowds there were just nuclear. Yeah. Like you never if you never saw a Pantera live concert, you really completely missed out. You if uh, uh I think I don't know how many times you saw them rock, but I know I saw them with you once. Yeah, and it was and it was an Ozfest, right? Yep. 97 so, probably all right so whatever year that they were on Ozfest, i watched them from the lawn so and, that, and that's my only pantara sighting like really? you know what i'm saying yeah but at least i could say i was in the fucking building you know oh true we went to see them at roseland in, in oh, the city so it was, yes. a, it was Wait, a what year what year i'm about to, I'm about to tell this not, it not was the story. it was the trend kill tour so it had to be 96 95 96 probably 96, yeah. 97. okay yeah and we were all the way in the back and my degenerate friends are like, we're too lazy to walk up and go into the pit. So let's just start our own pit nah. by the soundboard. And we just beat the shit out of each other. And then we wound up walking back to Port Authority and there was two buses left. And here we are with ripped shirts, blood coming off <laughs> everywhere. We're sweating. We're, we're disgusting. There's about 60 people waiting for the bus to get back to Jersey city. They all waited for the last bus. They oh. let us on the bus by ourselves because oh, they were wow. completely terrified and scared of what we looked like. <laughs> so, Sean, I, I, I want to say, like, it sounds like I was at that same show. I couldn't mm-hmm. say 100%. I remember, so like 95, 96, I was legitimately, that was the first time I was legitimately scared at a show because the guys in the fucking pit, I was like, a, I, I'm not, I was a young kid. It's probably like fucking 16, 17 years old. Yeah, you were delicate. Yeah. Yes. I was delicate. 
I was a delicate young youth. You're yeah. still delicate. You. He is. I'm just being polite. You. You're husky. Um, true. The fucking the pit looked like like to me was like a fucking prison riot. I'm like, yeah, I, it was I, I was in awe of the people that were there that night, and I was like fucking scared. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like it was, it was intense, man. But we, I mean, I literally, I walked out of there the least beat up with my shirt ripped open <laughs> and my lip just completely split wide open. My friend like t- t- tore a rotator cuff. <laughs> like it was <laughs> fucking just mayhem. It was absolute mayhem. But those those concerts, they don't have them like that. Anymore. Wow. The, and and I, I was I. I was oddly drawn closer to them by being so scared, which is yeah. weird. Can we agree that goddamn electric is garbage? A couple lines I like in it. <sighs> anyway, you're saying I can't, I, Archie? I can't call anything fucking. <laughs> no, fuck him. You were we saying Archie? <laughs> the, the craziest pit till this day that I've ever been in. Can I guess it? You'll never guess it. Because it was the craziest pit that I was ever in. You'll never Four guess. Or non blondes. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, Wu Tang Clan at the Izod Center. If I, I never saw Rage yet, but I wish I did. Really? The craziest pit I've been in to this day that I actually feared that I said, uh oh, <laughs> there might be a problem here. Yeah. Roseland Ballroom, typo negative. Really? You wouldn't think it. You, you wouldn't be like, at all. You, you, uh, hot topic sludge rock fucking bubble. No, bro. That was the most intense fucking. I, I, I was with a girl, a girl, my girlfriend at the time, and I watched her go down. I picked her up. I, 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 it was, I was actually physically you scared. Did you no? <laughs> You just went down. Oh, look at oh, you. All right. You're so quick. At least that's what she, I forget. There you go. But, uh, it, that was one of the craziest pits. But, I just Googled it real quick. I'm sorry. Pantera 2000 Ozfest. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Look at this lineup. And that's when we saw them. Right. First of all, I feel like I'd never stay for Ozzy anymore. I, I like I stopped I left, watching I Ozzy. Left, for I left fucking for Ozzy years. a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pantera, Godsmack, Static X, Incubus, Methods of Mayhem, POD, yeah. Queens of Stone Age, Black Label, Apartment 26, Soulfly, Kitty, Disturbed, Taproot, Slaves on Dope, Revel. Revel I don't know. Shovel, Primer 55. Who I love. Dead Lights, yes. Pit Shifter, Crazy Town. Um, that We went that year, 2000, and I became a fan of like Black Label and Disturbed and Kitty and fucking Primer 55. Like, oh man, that, that like, oh, it's that a great was great era. Fucking, yeah. What a great time. What a I went to see Disturbed one time, one of those K Rock Lodo shows. Now, I had just gotten my Labray pierced. If you don't know where your Labray is, it's right underneath your bottom lip. And they didn't put a long enough post in. So the inside is growing over the post, right? So now okay. it's like I'm, I'm popping it open the whole time. It's fucking gross. So we go see Disturbed. And now I'm getting annoyed at this concert, right? I'm in the pit and I get an elbow right to the chin. And you just see the blood pouring out and it kind of stopped for a second. And they're looking at me and I take the thing and I ripped it out right through the front of my lip. <laughs> yeah. And people, and you actually hurt. Oh, but now like I realized like three minutes after that, that was a really bad idea. <laughs> so like people are, I'm with my friend, Joe, who's like, I'm six, three, he's six, six. 
So like between me and him, we're, we're monsters at this concert. So this kid keeps tapping at us and he's like, can you lift us up? So I'm like, sure. We lift them up. Then somebody else comes and they sit. I'm like, fine. Now the third person, I'm like, no, I want to watch a fucking show. Okay. (laughs) So like he goes up and then he comes running back around. So then I, I snapped. I had one of those, those moments where like, you just completely snap anybody who touched me. I was lifting up and throwing. I was just picking them up like this and just throwing them. So then we leave, it was at Hammerstein. So we leave and we go to the McDonald's before we go on the train and we get our food and we're walking back and some kid flinches who was sitting on the steps. And as we're walking, we heard that's the big guy that threw me before. <laughs> fucking horrible that was a bad pit but like i said the worst pit i ever saw was rage against the machine wu-tang clan wu-tang opens up i'm on the rail at continental and i'm into it you know i'm not a huge rap fan but like i appreciate that it's a a cool bill i know a couple of songs i'm into it rage comes on and the first song i guess the uh let's just say the demographic that likes Wu-Tang Clan that was there was like, wow, these guys can beat the shit out of each other in this place. This looks really cool. Yeah, and yeah, a yeah. fucking riot broke out. Wow. Like oh, I was on the rail within one song of Rage. I was all the way in the back by the soundboard. And it was just, <laughs> they were ripping chairs out. It was just unfucking believable Oh, well, I can't, you know, funny enough that you mentioned that Rage is that uh, we're supposed to go see them in August. Yeah, at MSJ. Yep. And I and I went to go double check for my uh, in laws, aka the babysitters. Mm-hmm. And it's moved and to I, next year. It's, I go. Like I go like this. I go. Oh, so listen. I need you available on Tuesday, if that's cool. And I look. I'm like because it's on. Wait, it's on month. Wait, it's oh 2022. Yep, that was supposed to time. Be, they were supposed to be on my birthday this year, and they pushed it back to next year. So instead of seeing Rage Against the Machine, I get to see Hall and Oates on my birthday. It's a good trade-off. Yeah, but you want to know what? After a nice Italian meal, I would do some Hall and Oates. I, listen, you do make my dreams come true. <laughs> you make them mad. Sean and I were having a Hall and Oates discussion before. I was like, because yeah, you were 15 minutes late for the podcast, so we actually had time to talk. Yeah, we were uh, we were shooting the shit, and I and Sean educated me onto what Oates does for the group because I feel like like fucking. John Hall is always fucking singing and doing all the shit. Daryl Hall, you moron. Daryl Hall. <laughs> Daryl Hall is the blonde. Yes. Uh, Daryl Hall is, is the writer, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's like the music, like all, all of the, o- the... Oates writes most of the stuff. Oates, Oates writes most of the stuff? Oates writes a lot of shit. Daryl Hall has a great solo career afterwards. Ho- Oates sold seven records. <laughs> fucking hard. What a disgrace. It really is. Oates had, had a great mustache, though. Oh, he had a kill. He had a porn stash before the porn stash was invented. He's like a like a, a, a Gary Gallo, uh, Gary Delabate lookalike. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. small children living in his mustache. I feel like he would be Larry's best friend at the Regal Beagle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we talked about Rocco's favorite band. Now, I kind of know what Archie's favorite band is because that's my be, favorite bro. band too, and we've talked about them ad nauseum. Baby metal. <laughs> Baby metal. So the struts. I'm I'm gonna bring it back, and I'm gonna say that uh, quick little story is that my brother is a huge influence on me. He's about mm-hmm. I think he's 56, 57, and I knew of all rock bands in an age growing up of 
Biggie and Wu-Tang and all that stuff where we grew up with all that stuff around us, which I do love. Mm-hmm. But I know my fa- my first band that I knew of was Kiss. My first concert was Kiss. I I loved Kiss. And then at like 15 years old, I, I was introduced to Springsteen. It was the fucking a revelation for me. But there was something that had in a band called Life of Agony that just my ears it was like music porn mm-hmm. <laughs> like when when i heard that guitar that crunch that fucking that 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 fucking bop that that bounce and that and then and then mina's vocals it the contrast to my ears was something that uh, that i loved so when the first time i heard loa i just was like what the fuck is this and i need this and I pretty much heard more of just the song River Runs Red, not the album, but I heard more of Ugly before River Runs Red. Yes. So I, I knew River Runs Red was out. I just didn't know, I don't know what to do with it, to get it or I don't know, like to get the CD, I guess. But I knew because I always listen to WSU 89.5 and I heard River Runs Red and I knew that when that song came on an SOU, you knew that song came on and it was awesome. But a friend of mine brings over a blunt and the ugly, the album. He's like, let's smoke and (laughs) let's listen. (laughs) (laughs) And from there. It's just it's my favorite band. I just related and yeah. you know, and just I always I've I've said this to all the guys in the band at this point and, and girls in the band. If it wasn't for them, I would not be where I am right now. Because I, I have a similar thing too. Like I didn't know them uh until the Soul Searching Sun record, actually. I had gotten oh, wow. a, a cassette single for Weeds, and I was like, wow, this song is really, really good. And then I went to go see them and I had heard that their singer left. And I'm like, all right. So my first show I ever saw them with was with Whitfield Crane. Oh, wow. Really? And then I went, yeah. And I went backwards and I went Holy backwards shit. and I was like, okay, now this, this band is insane. This Can is an remember? absolutely insane band. And at the time I was just starting to dabble writing lyrics. I didn't have a band and I heard this band and I'm like, I, I need to start a band. Like, this is the kind of music that I want to make, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, put the ad in the aquarium, found my guitar player. And, but it is all because of them. And I'll never forget one time we, uh, we were opening for Among Thieves. It was after LOA broke up. Okay. And I had given Alan a, a, a single, like a, not a single, uh, a live track that we had recorded. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm opening up for you next week too, man. Just give it a, give it a listen, see if you like it. Right. Next week I come back and I was like, did you like it? He goes, I liked it better when I wrote it. It was called Seasons. And I went, <laughs> I had no idea. Like I wrote this song. Like I must've been stuck in the back of my head the whole entire time. Yeah. I mean, verse, chorus. I mean, it was just yeah. identical, identical yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have had the uh, wherewithal to start a band. Yeah. If I didn't have the band. I would have never stepped foot and attempted comedy. And then I wouldn't be there 13 years later talking to two dirtbags in my fucking basement. <laughs> Man, you've came far. I've come, I've come full circle. A long way there, Sean. Now, on your now, your favorite record from them, and what's the best record from them? 
Because like the LOA people haters would be like Archie, Archie likes ugly better than river runs red. I'm going to say so it do I, number one, I, but continue. I, I do. I, because like, you want to know why it's more nostalgic for me. Like it came out when I, you know what I'm saying? Like sure. It was 15, 16, 17. Like that was my introduction to them. Fuck it. I'll say it. You want to know what ugly <laughs> is my favorite LOA record. Mm-hmm. But like I feel, but like River Runs Red is just so much darker. But it's it's See, the darker in a different way, though. Do it's you know very dark. It's, it, it's more you gotta raw. remember. Well, you gotta raw. remember too. It's their first album, right? It's their first album, so you have your entire beforehand to write that first album. So of course yeah. your first one's gonna be a masterpiece, right? Not your guys' first record. Trust me, that's no, gonna be dog no. shit. But when you when you <laughs> first have you have all that time, but that second record is so solid. They they realized after River Runs Red a couple of uh, oh 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 this is what I got to do yeah <laughs> and and they ugly in my eyes is a masterpiece from start and then they end off with a cover <laughs> right and uh, it's just from start to finish it is my one of my favorite albums of all time River Runs Red it, it, there's something about that that's just so raw that I fucking like you know I'm in a different mood I need to put that on. You yeah. know, yep. Um, but, but if you go see them live and you play Weeds, the crowd erupts. Yep. If you go see them live and you play Love to Let You Down, that's 10 times harder live than oh, on the yeah. record. Yeah. I remember hitting his shoulder when they played with Mudvayne at some Jay Venerelli, whatever yeah. place that was in the city, in the I city, think it was we Roseland, Arch. might've been Roseland. I'm like, I'm like, listen to this fucking song live. Love to let you down live is fucking heavy. It's just, oh, yeah. and you listen to the record. It's good, but it's not like, it just doesn't like live. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I sing love to let you down at least four times a week in my shower. Oh, it's yeah, such so let me a tell you fucking something. So song. Archie had a revelation when they called me up. He's like, yo, Beyonce stole fucking Halo from fucking Love to Let You Down. I'm fucking telling she did. <laughs> I'm like, her, what? Her fucking, her fucking producer did, I He's swear like, to God. fucking Beyonce, <laughs> Queen B, fucking stole. Never, 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 love. Never walls I build, never, never knows it down. Oh, my God. I was like, her fucking I need producer. new friends. I so need new friends. Her this fucking, is horrible. Her fucking producer stole it. Sean, it was one of those conversations where, where you just you love the guy and you yes him just to shut the fuck up. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's kind of like we had a, we had like a, I had a similar instance where my guitar player thoroughly denies this ever happened because we're like we listened to everything, but like he was a huge Kenny Wayne Shepherd fan. Now, I love Kenny Wayne too, right? Yeah. We go to the Trade Winds and Seabright. This is how far back we're going to this yeah. concert, and we're outside. We're smoking a cigarette. And he turns his head. And he goes, oh, my God, it's Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Like, like a real fucking fangirl. <laughs> I, I, I pissed my pants. Like, that's how hard I literally <laughs> was laughing. And to this day, he still denies that he ever did that. <laughs> but I will tell you, Archie, I will say one thing. Ugly is still my favorite record. Yeah. But their best record is their new one, Sound of Scars. Uh, it's, it's great. It's great. I uh uh you never heard it. To be yeah, honest no. with you, to be honest with you, you said this is where we disagree. 
see it's not their best record but i think the one uh what was it called uh fuck the one before that i think is better i i just think a place I like where there's no pain yeah. I, I think it's a great fucking, record too i love I that record a lot love that album I, I think the difference in it is your former guest on your podcast i think their new drummer veronica bellino oh she's awesome adds a, a, a totally different sound to that oh, record yeah. and when you see her play the old stuff live it sounds like new songs all over again yeah really does totally agree totally uh, agree i think she brings a uh, a freshness to the band she's like almost like a fucking like uh like just like a different listen it's a the drummer the guitar player could play the parts and maybe they have a different style of playing so you could hear a little bit but when you have a new drummer like it's you have a different feel sure even if, even if the drummer plays a little bit uh, not like the other drummer there's still a different feel Dude, I saw your band last week, two weeks ago. I've seen your band a couple times. Your new drummer, best drummer you have. Yeah, he's a he's a good drummer. He's a great. It's a a different vibe. I mean, your singer sucks ass. Don't get me wrong. Oh, horrible. He fucking. Oh, he's horribly. Oh, let me stand on the drum riser and look upward at the sky. (laughs) Fucking hack. And and the best part is, I still can't get rid of him. I son of a bitch. That's fucking funny. Guilty, Guilty as charged. So uh, all right. So to answer your question, Ugly is my 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 favorite album. Their best album. Their best album is. I'm probably just have to piggyback and just say, it. Ugly. I guess again, it just the way, just the way the, the guitar. Before every gig I play with Rocco or my other band or whatever, on my way to the gig, my one um, ritual is that I play Other Side of the River. Other Side is one of the best songs they've ever done. Now, were, you at, were you at the reunion show at Urban uh, Plaza in 2003? Yes, you uh, were. I, I was there uh, the first night with my friends. Yep. And, and I was there by myself the second night. <laughs> I was at both shows, too. And I have gone on record numerous, numerous times when people ask me what the best concert I ever went to in my life was. And I always say it was that first night at Urban Plaza. F- phenomenal. I never, I never felt... Uh, and, and electricity in a room like I did that night. I've seen yeah. some amazing concerts in my life. I mean, I've seen ridiculous concerts. Nothing will ever beat that concert. And if you buy the DVD, you see my fat face right in the front on the rail the entire show. Great. Arch, do you remember? So that show, I got to yeah. think of this real quick. Fuck. I'm the ones with the weed gummies, guys. You should be on you know, point right now. All right, so Archie doesn't remember this. I do know. Sean put my memory in place and justify it. Shine down opened up for them. Never. What the fuck, dude? I'm telling you, Shine down fucking opened the show. When? The Irving Plaza, 2005. They did not. Oh, there was no opening act. Yes. No, I don't think it's that show though. They not, did not, not open. Not that the show. reunion show. They didn't open up for no, no. I think I, I can't remember opening acts from the life of me. And it I was no opening act of that show. It was no, just them. But I but I think Shine Down did open up for them, but not the reunion show. All right. I, I don't ever I can't picture Shine Down opening up for them. I know Clutch open, I know Clutch opened up for them at Roseland. No, I, Shine I Down opened distinctly. up for them at a show we saw Arch and Shine Down got this is this is before Shine Down was Shine Down, and the crowd was not feeling it. <laughs> Two totally different genres, too. Though. Yeah, not feeling it. But- I saw Shine Down open for Seether at Starland Ballroom, and Shine Down was so amazing. 
it was right before Sound of Madness dropped. So it was, they were still feeling that 45 uh, burning yeah. bright yeah. kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. And they were phenomenal. They, they blew Seether out of the water. Seether made it through three songs and half the place is empty. <laughs> so they had, they start off with the three I ballads. Seether. Yeah, they're a great band, man. And, uh, you know, great, great guy playing for them now. Corey Lowry, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you Corey should get him on your guitar. podcast. He's a great guest. Yeah, yeah he said no. Or he just didn't answer back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, but but uh, getting back to Ugly and the uh, other side of the river, the one good thing Archie ever did for me in my life was put me on to Life of Agony. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, dude. And you know, as advertised, like phenomenal. Other side of the river, if you don't like, I swear to God, every time I hear that song, I get fucking chills. Yep. And like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that they have a better song than that. Like, like, like the way the way it makes you feel, right? Maybe Ken- it might be their best song. It yeah. might be their best song. I'm telling you, as of right now, I think their best song is Black Heart from the new record. Really? Great song. Yeah. It's probably listen. I love this band so much. I only have three people tattooed on my body. I have Prince, I have Slash, and I have LOA on the back. That's fantastic. It's the only three bands I will ever have tattooed on me. Well, I have Gaslight Anthem lyrics record you know, on there too, but I think the weed gum is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Brian, totally fine because I'm running the show today. I have Brian Fallon's face tattooed on my ass, but that's fine. Well, you don't appreciate good music. I mean, obviously, look at your uh, look at your singer. <laughs> this is true. Arch, what who, do you got com- who do you got coming up on the podcast? Anybody good we can announce and break on this one? God, all right. The very so- funny, Liz Mealy. Liz Mealy is is a great comic. Um, I don't know her very well personally. Actually, I don't know her at all personally. I worked with her once, but I followed her on social media. And uh, a very very great comic, I will tell you. That's a good guest. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed having her on the podcast. Uh, it'll be coming out soon. I think it'll be coming out this week. Um, f- funny, angry, but yet, you know, sweet and adorable. Who loves yes. cats? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking she, great. She, she yelled at me. She schooled Archie about cats. Yeah. Is she really? Yeah, I fucking yeah. hate cats. And, and oh, I do too. Like, They're fucking soulless animals. I hate when people say, <laughs> oh, my cat loves me. No, here's what happens. Okay. If you die, Right. If you drop dead in your house and you have a cat, your cat will fucking eat you for survival. (laughs) If you drop of a heart attack and you have a dog, your dog will bark until somebody comes to the door and hopefully saves your life. So basically what happens is if you have a dog, you're going to live a long life. If you have a cat, you're going to die a painful death. First time a pussy (laughs) ate me. Just how it is. Uh, Rocco, do you have a cat or a dog? I have a dog named Chuck. Chuck named after Chuck Liddell. I know. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. He's a good boy, though, right? Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Chucky boy. Chuck. Chuck. He was on. He was on uh, the cover of Good Boy magazine. Was yeah. That a little, he's got a band called Little Chuck and the Good Boys. See, I, I got a dog. I named like a real name. I named it Sabbath after Black Sabbath. That's hot. Listen, I'm gonna say that. I, I'm gonna say uh, second to your lovely wife, Giovanna. You fucking. Love your. Do- I see your post about your dog, and you, you got it recently. And oh yeah, no, listen, love that here's, fucking here's dog. The thing, man, I just bought. I, I bought a house uh, like five or six months ago, and I've already told her that <laughs> if it goes on fire, 
keep your shoes by the bed because the first thing I'm doing is grabbing the dog, throwing it on my shoulder. And you got to find <laughs> your own fucking way out. Like that's how much I am obsessed with this keep fucking dog. Your shoes by the bed. Keep your shoes by the bed because I'm grabbing the dog first. <laughs> she my dog's a bitch. She eats everything. Yeah, that's what they do. Eat five remote controls already. Oh. <laughs> I have to baby proof my house. She almost knocked over my brand new 70 inch television yesterday. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Which is on top of 800 records, which I see her looking at like they're fucking toys. Yeah. At that point, uh, maybe looking for a new dog. Not yeah. going to lie. I'll tell you this though. Uh, Chuck is not an eater, but he will piss on fucking anything. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, lasagna. <laughs> Let me piss I, on it. I've had Chuck for a long, long time. So this is back. This is what? 12 years ago. Arch, me and Archie lived together. And like Chuck was like, he was wild, like a wild dog. He's a, he's a, uh, a Yorkie. Archie would call me after work. He's like, right. I'm like, Archie, going to meet up. Yeah. 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 I just took Chuck for a drag. <laughs> Cause he wouldn't fucking walk. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, still pissing, still pissing everything, anything and everything. Nah, my 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 girl's an angel. What do you, what do you have, Archie? I have a uh, I got a rescue. I got a pit mix. That's what I got. His I rescued her too. His name is Lenny. Yeah, you and know you know what I hate. You know what I used to fucking hate more than anything that expression. Did we rescue you, or <laughs> or did you rescue me? Yeah. I used to be like, you Fuck here. fucking suck. And now I have a bumper sticker on my car. I didn't rescue her. She rescued me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Fucking hate I, that dog. I, I think for a minute after our show, I, I told you and your wife this story. So my wife and I go to the Long Island uh, rescue. That mm-hmm. one that was like on TV. or yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And uh, we walked a couple dogs. And these dogs were fucking 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like I saw my wife like getting fucking dragged. I was like, we we we, we can't we can't we can't re- like we can't have this dog. Like they're beautiful dogs, but we we can't do this. Like it ain't happening. What you're gonna see a squirrel and then I'm gonna lose my wife with the dog? Like <laughs> so the next day, I look online and in, in uh, the Jersey City Humane Society had lenny's pick this dog and i go i go i'm like lee i'm like look at this fucking dog like beautiful it's, it's too good like look at like she like he's beautiful like it's not there it won't be there hi do you got this brown oh yeah we did went down the next day it was just fucking shaking in the cage in the cage uh, it was just shaking took him out and he just he looked he looked malnourished uh, he was on the streets of Bayonne, which I don't fucking believe. He was on the street for knowing my dog. He was on the street for a fucking two and a half hours before somebody <laughs> picked him up. Get the fuck out of here. Streets of Bayonne. Picked him up. And all of a sudden, right, we're walking him and he's just gorgeous. And we're and I'm like, oh, fucking dog. Like, oh, what are we going to do? The lady comes over and looks my wife in the eye. Not me. Oh, by the way, today's a Black Friday sale. They're free. And oh, I'm like, wow. uh, uh, she looks at me. She goes free. <laughs> That's great. And next thing you know, on the turnpike, he's farting all the way home. And, and $13,000 later. Uh, yeah. 30, yeah. <laughs> thousands of dollars later. So this was like six years ago, I think. So we think he's about 
six or seven, and he's an awesome. You gotta, dog. you gotta check the rings on his asshole. You've count them. You'll see how old he is. <laughs> my, my, my fucking my three year old went up to my dog the other day. His tail was up, and the poor dog was just fucking looking for fucking food or whatever. And my three year old thought it was a button, and she just fucking pressed down right in his asshole. <laughs> fucking Lenny was just like, oh. I did that to Rocco after your last show, by the way, and he was just kept backing into my hand, which I don't uh, understand. I thought we weren't going to talk about that, though. <laughs> I, we did that you, know, you mentioned about, you know, having to drag your wife. I had a, I never told anybody this story. Uh, I was like 10 and my uncle was living with me at my my parents and my, my house but in between moves and stuff. And he had this Doberman named Casey. Casey was about 120 pounds. He was a fucking huge monster. And I had this big park across the street from my house growing up. And I lived in Union City at the time. So I'm taking and we're walking with dog. I go, I can walk him. I'm a big boy. I can walk him. <laughs> and he goes, are you sure about that? I said, yeah. And I held the leash. And as somebody was walking a ferret on a leash because it was union city. That's what they did back in the day. Uh, my dog saw it. I didn't see it. And he took off and dragged me about 150 feet as I'm holding on to the leash. Oh, dragged me on my stomach. I was ripped from my neck down to my pubic area. Just completely shredded open because this was like an old park back in the day when they didn't have like the, you know, the styrofoam on the floor to protect the kids. (laughs) There was like dead chicken bones from Santeria fucking voodoo (laughs) shit. There was broken bottles everywhere. Fucking hate that dog. Did you take a shit or something, Rocco? What's, What's going on? Uh, speaking of that, my dog Chuck just grabbed the fucking beer cap and I had to, uh, apprehend him and, uh, you know, a fucking you treat. shouldn't blame the dog, Sean. You should blame yeah. Union City. I do blame Union City, which is why I got out of there. I lived in I, Jersey. I lived in Jersey City for five years, and it was probably the shittiest time I've ever. No, I lived I, in Bayonne for twenty-five. Yeah, you beat. I can you, beat you, that. You, you like? I know you. I know you personally. You're mm-hmm. a clean guy, like, mm-hmm. but you probably still smell like Bayonne. Like just out no, of nowhere. You know what it is. You have to do like this. There's like a ritual when you actually get out of that shithole town. What you have to do is like actually set yourself on fire to burn <laughs> off the first two layers of epidermis. And then after the healing process is, then you can finally say you're actually rid of it. I traveled to Bayonne from 1999 to maybe two, th- uh, probably like maybe 98 to 2000, something like that. I was seeing a girl in Bayonne and uh, Avenue C. Okay, and I was going back and forth to Bayonne, from Bloomfield to Bayonne, Bloomfield to Bayonne, and I just kept saying to myself every trip, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" Yeah, <laughs> when I would when I would go over that bridge, whatever that oh, fucking God. Bay, whatever that bridge was, I forget. Yeah, the was, extension was, bridge. Uh, yeah, and you'd smell that chemical smell the minute you pass Newark, and I would <laughs> fly in, and I and I would just fucking dr- go right in, and I'm like. <sighs> Oh, it's just sucks. like the land of broken dreams is what it comes down to. And so then Rocco and I played. Where the fuck did we play in Bayonne? I want to say it was called like, like Lot 13. Lot 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the first and last time <laughs> I've been to Bayonne. Like, I did a I, comedy I, like, show there. Did you really? For five I, people. 
How'd that go? It was a big draw. I'm a big draw in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I had one show. I, I I had booked a show there and in a different a different sleazy bar in Bayonne, and I had a hundred people show up. Like yeah. we were we were past capacity. So then somebody heard that I had done this. They're like, "We're going to put you on the show." Like even put a banner that said Bayonne's own Sean Morton. I'm like, all right, this is going to work. And then I walked in and it was like my landlords were there <laughs> and like a bartender that like was off that night. And like, like two money too. people. Yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't there for the show. They, they just needed to fucking show us past you on rent. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> hey, hey let's get, you, let's get these $30. He's making it put it towards his back rent. Right. Yeah, so we, we we paid for a couple people at that place, but uh, that night someone got like fucking stabbed outside. No and, shit. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a cool mo- place, but I mean, some, some great place. Yes, but you realize you don't realize what uh, disgusting town you live in until they build a Walmart there. <laughs> yeah, and then it's yeah. like shining. It's like shining a light on a moth. <laughs> they all just come out. It's like the fucking bat signal for white trash just gets drawn into the Walmart. I remember. When I was going there in the, those years, whatever, four forty around that, nothing was nothing. It was there. empty. Yeah, drag race down there. And then uh, when I went, I don't know if I got lost. I think uh, I don't know. Whatever. I was there maybe like maybe tw- fifteen years later, and I'm like, wow, they built up this fucking. Yeah, they place. built it up. Yeah, holy shit, no money. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. But anyway, I want to talk more about your podcast. Where can people hear your podcast? Real quick, real quick, Sean. Before before we get into that, I just want to do one minute of I just since this is a music podcast, I just want to let this out. Go for it. I'm gay. No, no, no. Sorry, (laughs) wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Um, he's blown me seventeen times. I know this already, but continue. (laughs) Yeah, Sean's not shocked, dude. Like I saw his face. Like he's very toothy. And no gag reflex. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Yo, yo, I got this guy, Archie. He's a good guy. He, you know, he's got a podcast. He plays guitar. What is he's kind of toothy. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to chime in on this, a couple minutes, just two minutes. Get to the point, Christ. This is why no one likes you, Rock. Oh. All right, you ready? The best concerts I've ever been to. And I'm just gonna throw this out there real quick, real quick. Are you ready? Yeah. I think he's gonna be kicked in too. Just saying so you know. the police that reunited when they came back. Okay. Okay. At Giant Stadium. Bruce Springsteen. Prince. Now, the Who was phenomenal and they had Ringo Starr's son drumming for them. But <laughs> I but I but I thought that they were very good. They were very, very good. But Kiss. <laughs> 2000 he's high as fuck yeah he's kiss new year's eve 2000 with their makeup on okay in the year 2000 i just want to hear some of your give me like three of like the best concerts off the top of your guy's head (sighs) like i said life of agony obviously that that 2003 reunion show i flew out to san bernardino and san diego to see system of a down front of 60,000 people that was amazing phenomenal same place i saw not fest out in san bernardino uh, Willie Nelson's 70th birthday party at the at the Beacon Theater. That's pretty had, like, cool. Bill Clinton, Ray Charles, just like it was oh, yeah. everybody. ZZ Top, everybody was there. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite concert was War for the Crown at uh, Dingbats. Two weeks ago. 
what a rager that fucking was. Oh, let me tell you, all six of us loved it. <laughs> How are both of you guys doing out there? <laughs> let me hear both it was of so, you. I felt so bad for Rocco. I really did because I've been in this situation when you're in the band, right? When you're a comedian, you don't give a fuck. You're just going to pay. They're going to pay your money. You sit wherever you want. When you're in a band and you have like, look, you had about 70 people, 80 people at that show, right? And they're all in the back. And Rocco was trying his sweet little heart out. Come on, you fuckers, get in the front, you know? And like, no, and people, like the six people that were there in the front just moved up like two feet. Yeah. I, that is almost Thanks, embarrassing. <laughs> I felt so bad for you. you do you think it's because if we're like so good looking, they were like afraid to move up front or is it like? No. Case, my case, maybe, but not definitely not in your case. <laughs> What's funny. the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you on stage? All right, I'll tell you a couple of things. <laughs> um, Archie, Archie falling off of a stage that was fucking two inches high. Okay, I've done that and I've done the five foot stage where it's fallen <laughs> off of, but continue. Archie jumping off of a fucking the stage at Lamore that was fucking 20 feet high and uh-huh. breaking his ankle. <laughs> ankle still clicks in the winter. The rec room. That's Actually, where we I were, fell. We were opening up for uh, what was the name of that band with uh, Dan Lorenzo, Arch? Hades. 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 Hot as I, I, don't know, I was wearing so much clothes. I don't know why. I take a bottle of water. I pour it on my head. I pour it in the back. The water went from down my spine to my asshole. And I had a fucking, I, I had a convulsion on fucking stage. <laughs> I'm like, ah, ah. dude, the, the, the worst feeling ever on stage. They, they booked us to open for DRI at the rec room, which we were just a rock band. And they're, they're a, a hard punk, hardcore yeah, band. Fucking packed. I mean, it is packed to the gills, this place. Of course, we open up with our heavy one. And, of course, I did the stupid douchey uh, lead singer thing. Are you ready to rock? You know, that kind of <laughs> shit. And I went to put my foot on the monitor, completely missed, face planted right off the stage at the rec room. Oh, oh my. And that was a pretty high stage, too. That Jesus was a very Christ. high stage, yes. And all you heard was, oh, like that. So I... Um, very, very, very new and playing in bands. I'm 18 years old and I couldn't even fucking uh, I couldn't go behind the glass at Obsessions and Randolph. Right. And I'm in this band and it's a rock band and uh, we're playing and we opened up for a, a, a guy named Gilby Clark. Okay. From GNR. That's so the place is like, you know, it's pretty packed and i like i'm 18 years old and this is like my first you know coming into my own playing a band like this is great my pedals look like a spider web on the ground with the wires and everything right right okay like i didn't know what the fuck i'm doing like uh, like before practice the singer has to set up my pedal i just didn't know anything so i'm playing guitar and i'm having a great time and i was the fucking 18 year old kid in the band and everybody else was like 27 28 Right. So I'm the I'm jumping and flying and everything. And I'm playing and I'm like, you know, my the sound out of my amp is just not as loud as I thought it was. And I'm fucking playing my heart out. And I and I'm fucking and I look down and I go, Oh, my wires, not my guitar, is it? <laughs> That's great. I went That's down happened to all of us though. And 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 like like from then and there, like one guy, like I think a, a stage hands like, 
hey man you gotta loop it around the strap man <laughs> <laughs> big time but like like i just remember playing and like my girlfriend at the time from bayonne <laughs> what was was just like what was like like she was just so like odd that like her boyfriend was in a band and everything like that and, I, and i'm fucking yeah. playing and i'm like her, oh, vagina, her vagina was the fucking sahara that night which is oh like, yeah fucking... <laughs> good thing you didn't go in that hole though anyway <laughs> guys this was actually a really fun podcast today Thank i want you, you to bro. tell them where they can uh hear yours and your social media stuff so all our fourteen thousand plus fans can join in uh you can check out the podcast uh it's all social media platforms right arch everyone at, NT, at nttfgpod or could have picked an easier name though right at nttfgpod.com guys this <laughs> was an absolute fucking guys fucking blast today dude John. we appreciate you having us we love you i can go another hour but i have to piss really bad so i'm yeah, gonna me both <laughs> yes please guys anybody out there not these two fucking guys podcast we try we have a good time music sports and comedy give it a listen and sean thank you so much anytime brothers yeah you're the man brother see you guys later all right be good